Bottom, and thanks for listening to You're Not Your Effing Chair, where our goal is to show you that your problems in life don't have to define you. And I'm Nick. What's up, Bottom? Nothing. Obviously you. What's up with you, Snoozy McGee? Dude, I just catching some Z's when I can, you know? I mean, it's... It's, I'm it's the one over here morning. preparing show notes, and you're snoozing away on the bed. And then I'll be the one that stays up and edits. And okay, I'll be okay, up in the fair morning. enough, fair <laughs> enough. So I gotta catch these when I can. So. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel bad now. Sorry. No, you don't even feel bad. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's life, and we're just living it one day, one second at a time, and we just do what we can. So we are here. We are. It's a uh, the big tenth episode. It's already. It's already today. It's already coming out today. Yeah, this will be out in a couple hours. Yeah. How crazy is that? But like you were saying, 10th episode? Yeah. That's crazy. 10th That's episode? Crazy. I'm excited about it. 10 episodes. I'm proud of myself because this isn't something I usually open up about this much. No, and like every time I like, I, uh, you know, put post the episode, I'm like, is this episode three or four? And then I'm like, it's eight? <laughs> It's ten. You know, or, or you know, well, like I'm just saying that, like, it's just crazy that we're that far, we're that you know far into this. Yeah, and I feel like we're we just did our first one, so I know. Um, it's fun. We're loving it, and we're gonna keep a crazy it. week. We did have a crazy week. It was one of those weekends that like was just like punch it chewy, like dude. One one speed. thing for the next. Oh my gosh! From one thing to the next, and like. Rush, yeah, and like Friday felt like a Saturday, yeah, and then Saturday felt like a Saturday, and then Sunday felt like a well, Saturday. I mean, and not to mention during the week, I had a pretty busy week. I've had some like custom orders and some wholesale orders that I'm trying to get out, some larger orders. So, like, I'm cramming for work, yeah, it's been busy, <laughs> it's been full blast. So, Friday. Friday was busy. The start of the of the yeah, crazy yeah. weekend. So Lexi has been begging Autumn's mom to go boating since before school got out. So Friday was our boating day. Yeah, I've had a my mom and dad have had a boat since before I got hurt, and there's been a lot of good times on the boat. And I've kind of enjoyed watching the kids. Kind of, I have enjoyed watching the kids kind of grow up with that love for the boat because. I mean, that's what we did Saturday mornings when I lived at home. It was like Saturday morning, be prepared to wake up at 8, 30, 9 o'clock. We're getting out on the lake. We're having a family day. We eat sandwiches on the lake. Like my mom makes sandwiches for each person. It's just, I don't know. It's what we did growing up. And so it's fun to go and it's different now. Yeah. Like I'll be honest. It's different now. I don't have as much of a love for it because of how hard it is for me. Yeah. But I still enjoy it. Well, I grew up with a boat also. My parents had a boat. They did? It was parked on the side of the house. (laughs) Um, I never got in it on the water, but I played it all the time as a kid. It was a big old boat. It probably sat like 20 people, and it was like my own personal like. Wasn't yours like the one, the kind that have The party boat. The party boats, The captain's chair was in the very middle of the the thing, (laughs) and there was benches all the way around it. And the only time I think it ran was like JJ got it running like later on in life, (laughs) and... I swear, every time they took it out, there was some story of why it broke down when they, you know, got it yeah. on the water. So, I never went boating as a kid, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's been fun, you know, going with the family. But yes, like you said, it is challenging. It's hard. We It makes it so much easier, like, getting to the lake with them. Because yeah. Because then, like, getting autumn, like, I got to, like, we, just... I get in the boat before it's even on the water. You, you want to know what? Um, I get you on the boat the same way I get Alice into bed when she falls asleep. I just, like... <laughs> like Push just, her up and over because she's like, on the top Just, her bank. up, you know, like, flying <laughs> her almost onto the yeah. bed. Yeah. That's how I get Audemars. So, <laughs> so we park next to the boat. Nick carries me over to the back side of the boat, puts me up there, and I transfer on in. I kind of crawl into yeah. the boat. The chair, my wheelchair, stays in the car. Yeah. It does not come on the boat with us. It's like it's too it's, big, too bulky. It's like hanging out in the basement in the old times. You know? Yeah. The, the chair stays in the car. You just came and down in the basement. I, I have yeah. to admit, it's hard. I mean, I spend the whole day craw- crawling in a sense or scooting around. Yeah. So it is. it's hard by the end of the day physically because I'm so tired because yeah. there's no sort of like, here, just take a step, you know, <laughs> over here, come to this chair. You know, yeah. it's, it's definitely like a well, lot of transferring. Boat, you know, walk, rock, walks and it doesn't walk. <laughs> it rocks around. And it's and, bumpy. And you got to use those muscles that, you know, like most of us just like use when we're rocking back and forth. Yeah. Like autumn really. I hold have. on. I hold yeah. on for sure. So, it's, the, it, the, probably the hardest part. Brooks. Well, Brooks, yeah. <laughs> Brooks always the hardest part. No, the bathroom. Yeah, definitely the bathroom issue because, like, I mean, like, me, I, I I have a hard time peeing and swimming at the same time <laughs> in the cold lake. So, like, I always feel like I got it out, but I didn't. And then, you know, and so, like, I, I just peed off the front of your boat. I, I don't know if your mom and dad were cool with that. I was just like, I gotta they pee. They don't care. So I just peed off the front of the boat while I was eating sandwiches <laughs> You did? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And, uh, I mean, that was... I had Nobody saw. I mean, you're just chugging water and whatever you you're can in the just heat. to stay, you know, hydrated. That Man, I can't even... I think I peed twice, three times <laughs> while we were on the boat. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I was sneaking a peep. Pee. <laughs> Beep, a beep, a what? What were you beeping? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too good. Uh, well, for me, I don't usually get in the water. It's yeah. not, it's hard for me, man. Getting back up onto the boat from in the water is probably yeah. the hardest part. Um, We've mentioned that when I need to go to the bathroom, I gotta go. Yeah. And so, if I need to use the bathroom, usually... It is Nick the, will have to carry is, me, piggyback me. We might me. as well just go home. Like, yeah. Because I have to, like, one, like, getting off the boat onto the dock is, like, you, you know. You have to run and jump and. It's a little, you know, like, it tests your skills, you know, and your coordination. Well, and without, you don't want to, like, without hit the carrying dock with your boat. Uh, an adult, you know, in your arms. So I just, like, carry Autumn and, like, jump over onto the dock. And then. Hope you don't slip. And then I either piggyback her or I, you know. Whatever, carrier in front yeah. of me, all the way up the, the stairs, to all this the way up. outhouse. Because we don't have the chair or anything, so I put her on this. Steel. And now let me tell you, women, you know how when you go to a sketchy place to go pee and you like hover, like I know you don't know, but you hover over the toilet seat so you don't have to touch the toilet seat with your butt. Well, try not being able to stand up on your own. Yeah, there's no. I mean, usually I'm like, okay, we got the wipes. Can we clean this? Like. 
what can we do to make this a little <laughs> bit more sanitary than, because, uh, I mean, you know the lake Making the toilets. TP log cabin like, <laughs> over the, the <laughs> With toilet, toilet paper. Oh, man. So, usually, I go to the bathroom beforehand. And then she just holds it. And we go I hold it the best I can. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was difficult, but yeah, it was a fun day. Yeah. A blast. I mean, sometimes I mean, if if I am not confident in holding it, I do, you know, wear the sexy adult <laughs> diapers. Some, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So it, it really depends on how things are going because depends. really. Is that a joke? <laughs> Depends on how. <laughs> yep. But no, like for me, it's like have fun and not super stress about that or, you know, and just be safe, be secure with myself that I'm like, I know that I'm not going to pee my pants, Yeah, you know, while I'm here. And, and we've gotten used to that. That's different for other people, but we've definitely gotten used to that. So bathroom situation was hard. We went straight from the lake. I mean, props to my mom and dad. They made it such a fun day. Yeah, it was. They a blast. always pack the cooler full of drinks and food and fruit and chips and cookies. Didn't they even had the pita bread soup. Pita bread is my yeah. jam. I mean, Nick is vegan. We all know this, and <laughs> they accommodate him. And never once has my parents ever given you a hard time. No. For being not vegan. At all. Not at In all. fact, my mom is my mom's all about it. Like she's like, Good for you, Nick. What do <laughs> yeah. you want? A veggie sandwich? A veggie pita? Yeah. So I mean we literally went straight from the the water to the freaking grizzly game and we, yeah. we were we were we, it. We Yeah, the girls were like, We're not ready to go yet. We wanna keep tubing. Alexi brought her friend Ash and she's so cute. She's so respectful, such a good girl and and they just had a blast on these tubes. They could have rode them all day. <laughs> and they're like, we, no, we want to go around again. And I was like, we gotta, yeah, let's get it. And I was like, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be late. Yeah. So we get off the the lake. And it's always been something since I've grown up is we help dry off the boat and wipe down the boat. And so we helped my dad do that. Okay, I say we. Nick helped my dad do that because I sat in the car with the kids. The royal we. um and then we left from there usually my mom and dad take us to get like ice cream yeah or slushies or something on the way home and it's a whole day but i told them i'm like we do have what could be the last grizzly game of the season and so we would love to go but we have to be out of there by four yeah because lexi had to be on the on the ice to yeah. pick up the fish which we picked up our fish on the way yeah so we snagged some fish we literally Ran into the house, everybody changed their clothes, and everybody got back in the car, and we left. Probably 10 minutes. Yeah, we were home for less than 10 minutes. And then we, what do we, the two stops. Oh, we had to grab Brooke some diapers, <laughs> and then we had to grab the fish on the way out. Yeah, so, so anybody that doesn't know the Grizzly games, the Utah Grizzlies, um, during playoffs, after the first goal, we throw fish on the ice to feed the bear. Feed the grizzly bear, you know, since grizzly bears like fish. And so the DC Wind crew got the opportunity. Uh, I mean, some of the DC Wind kids. Yeah, maybe it was the opportunity or they got the job of, you know. Yeah, yeah. They got handed the <laughs> they, job. They had a blast. Let's, they loved it. And yeah. I mean, at that age, 
dude, you're so lucky you get to be helping with these kind of things. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. There's always this kid in Lexi's class that's like, Lexi, I know her. <laughs> he comes to watch the Grizzly Games. I think they're season ticket holders and yeah. and he loves seeing Lexi. So, and the funny part is Lexi went to grab the fish. <laughs> and I have a video of her. post the video of it. Yeah, I'll have to post it, but I have a video of her trying to grab the fish and she's like ew and drops the fish center <laughs> ice and i honestly don't think she picked one fish up <laughs> i don't she swears she did she swears but i even said to her dude i'll give you 10 bucks if you pick up fish like because she's like ew that's so gross i'm like you'll have gloves like this is the kid that we can't get to eat hardly anything it's a struggle so to get her to touch fish are you kidding me <laughs> dead fish oh my gosh so, yeah, I mean, so Grizzly Game was, it was fun. It was a blast. I mean, it usually is. I mean, the outcome yeah. went to double overtime. <sighs> so, and then also the bathroom issue of the Grizzly Game. So, like, Autumn usually, like, where we sit, like, she sits, like, in a chair. Yeah. And then I put her chair away. Uh-huh. And so, like, every time she needs to go to the bathroom, it's like, oh, let me go grab your chair. Snag you my know? chair for me. And I actually... By the end of this, it was double overtime. And Brooks, was, Brooks, Brooks had not slept. He, he slept, slept for, for like 30 10, minutes, maybe? Maybe 10, 20 minutes on the boat. Ugh. And so he was, it was 11.30. He was so tired. His eyes were all red. He was and so sleepy. Me and him were just making the rounds around the Maverick Center, just, you know. Trying to snag a peek <laughs> at the game and so, keep So in double overtime, when it ended, I was on the other side of the arena, and Autumn was stuck in her chair, you know. Yep. Because... <laughs> There was no, you Not know. to mention I was bummed, so yeah. I needed a second. I don't think I said a word. <laughs> it was a somber yeah. ending to the season, the game. So it and was sports. I, I mean, that is sports. Yeah, and you you learn to love it because the victories are that much sweeter because those losses are freaking hard. But one of my biggest complaints, and it's not any something anybody could do. This is just purely a complaint because of my wheelchair is that I can't go mingle. I can't go yeah. chat. I mean, we had a lot of the DC Wind crew, Lexi's hockey team. Uh, we had a lot of the crew there. And I volunteer and do their social media. And I wasn't able to go take pictures. Yeah, it, it is kind of hard because, like, yeah, I can go mingle and whatever. And people came and talked to us and, and stuff. And Nick snagged pictures. Other people, I mean, there, there's a beauty in it. Other people have, they know this. So they've snagged pictures. <laughs> a lot of the time they send me pictures, you know, things like that. But as a content creator, I like to be there because, I mean, yeah. I like to get my the angles I want, whether it's a video or a picture or, you know, usually when you're getting content, you have something in mind as to what you're going to do with it. And so there's kind of a, like, I need a video with this transition or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so, yes, I can post other people's things but it's just not the same and and then the grizzly games there's a lot of people that we know and you know you want to go say hi to yeah and if they don't come say hi to you there's no way you're making and it down to their you know seat. sometimes and it's not their fault it's not it's their not. fault you know it's different and and sometimes i have this feeling of like please don't think that i'm trying to be rude like please don't think that i'm trying to just like sit in my seat and not and not talk to anybody yeah. like understand that you have to come to me Yeah. for the fact, not the fact that I want it to be that way, but for the fact of like, usually when we go somewhere like that, I plant myself. And unless I'm going to the bathroom, I'm usually in the same chair just because 
it's hard for me. Like, I can't go walk down the stairs and sit next to a crew and be like, hey, what's up? I mean, it is nice to where we, we've sat in the last couple, you know, times we've gone to the Grizzly game is it's a place where you can sit in a regular chair and sit yeah. next to a lot of, like, just, just anybody because it's usually just us handicap in the section. Ha- ha- handicap section, you know, and, and we just sit up there by ourselves. Right. And, you know, some people stop by, but this way. It's you know, still different. It's a, you know, but at least you're in the, kind of the area where people are. Yeah, and I'm stuff. able to transfer right over to a seat and they move my wheelchair and. You know, there's been people that I've met throughout these Grizzly games that don't even realize I'm in a wheelchair. And then at the end of the conversation, I'm like, yeah, so that's my wheelchair over there. And they're like, oh, what happened? Like, you know, and and like we mentioned before, I feel like people have kind of a different perspective when they meet me not in my chair. You know what I mean? So that's always hard. I I dealt with it. Um, So the next day we woke up bright and early. Um, and went to Santa Quinn and went to a family reunion. And I dealt with that same type of thing in Santa Quinn too, um, where, I mean, you guys had a game of kickball and I just sat in the shade. There's no mingling. There's no like, you guys go play kickball. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll be over in a minute. You know what I mean? I mean, was it last episode we talked about parks and stuff? I I think it was. And it's, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, there was the Bowery and stuff and like, Power, power, I don't know what it is, whatever. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like you can go around that, and like even the bathroom, they they were building basketball courts. Yeah. So like they had put gravel over the like the cement walkway. Yep. So like Autumn couldn't even get to the bathroom by herself. Yeah. I had to go up over this like mound of gravel. Yeah, and I mean there was a ramp up to the Bowery, but. Um, yeah, like you said, it wasn't completely accessible because I had to like the, well, and get over also, that to go to the bathroom. And, and I, the stall in the bathroom, is that what you were going to mention? No, I was going to mention the, the parking lot was just gravel, which, you know, it's yeah. it's a smaller park and stuff, and that's that's fine. But like for you, if you would have showed up by yourself, there's no way you're getting out of that car. No. And up the one curve, like, yeah, there was the ramp, but there was no... Yeah, there's no cement up to the ramp, like, where you could have, like, a handicap spot. Yeah. Well, and even in the bathroom, it had a handicap logo on the middle stall, and it was a bigger stall. But you know how there's, I don't know if men's bathrooms are the same, but in most women's bathrooms, there's two handicap stalls. One's slightly bigger, and one's a lot bigger. So the one that is a lot bigger, if you don't know, is for wheelchairs. Yeah, it's for or people with walkers or some sort of aid to help them. The other one, and it has to have a parking stall in there. Yes, yeah, (laughs) yeah, basically a place where they can park their wheelchair where they transfer. So the other one is a lot smaller. Where I mean, you know, if you just need extra room, you would go in there. I mean, you probably could fit a walker in there, back yourself up in there with a walker, but that's not an option for me. So that's how this stall was. And so Nick, uh, I, I went into the bathroom. I dropped her off. I was like, all right, I'm yeah. going to go check on the kids. And I came know? back out and I'm like, Nick, Nick, where are you? Like, I I was ticked. I'm like, where the freak did he go? I'm like, maybe he went in the men's and he's peeing or something. No, he took forever. And I'm like, he's definitely not in there. <laughs> so I call him. And I'm like, where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. Are you done? I'm like, no, I hadn't even started because I can't get in the stall by myself. So he, I'm like, there's nobody in there. I've been in there already. So you just come in, you stand outside the stall with my wheelchair. And if someone comes in, just be like, I'm sorry. I mean, 
everybody that parked was, was mostly family. family. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of randos, but yeah. And so I said, just tell him I'm sorry. Autumn's using the bathroom. We'll be out of here in just a second. And he, I transferred onto the toilet, and he moved my wheelchair out. Just I shut there, the waited. I shut the door, went to the bathroom, did my business, and then opened the door. He pulled my chair back in, and I transferred, and off we went. You know, <laughs> so. I don't know. It's just hard. Like those situations, like if I was by myself, what, just leave the freaking door open. And if someone comes in be like, Hey, just don't look like, (laughs) Oh, that's so embarrassing. Especially if it's someone you don't know, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I'd say the hardest part about the park though, is like your, your family's doing all these activities and stuff. It's like, Oh, I got to go hurry and move autumn Yep. and then park her and then go do my activity. And if she wants to move, I move her. Well, and not only that, like, I enjoyed everybody I sat around, but it would have been nice to be able to just be like, you go play, I'm going to mingle over here for a minute, see what's up. This is a family reunion, a lot of these people I don't see quite often. I mean, we had family in town, and, you know, especially with COVID, we I haven't seen these people in a long time, these family members. So, it was hard to be like, set me here, and I'm staying here Instead of being like, I'm going to mingle, I'll be over there in a minute to watch and kind of have that option. I'm lucky my sister, Maddie, she, man, we were like buddies all day. She just, she <laughs> hung out with me. She, it's like she got it. And yeah. even my mom, like at the end of the night, you guys, my mom even thanked me for coming, even though it, she knew it was hard. And she said, that's what I've learned from your podcast. And I didn't, that kind of like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like my mom is even learning. Yeah. It's easy to forget have, these little things. We have a lot of people that have reached out to us and like, man, I've known you forever. I mean, like Hayden, like Hayden, yeah. you know, he, 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 I love hearing his feedback. I mean, speaking of which, Hayden, we're trying to make a longer episode just for you <laughs> since it's been requested. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he said, you know, I've, I've hung out with these guys my whole life and I still am learning about yeah. them. And, and that's, I had I mean, no idea. But that's but that's the way it goes for everybody. We, yeah. we we think we know everybody that we've known for our whole lives, but it just if we just took a couple seconds to like dive into their lives, you probably learn shoes. things about your best friends that are so interesting and so like unique. You know that you never that, knew that makes you love them. Yeah, that makes even you more appreciate respect them and respect more, them. You know? Yeah, and. It's easy to look at their social media or or the outside and be like, oh, they've got it all figured out or, oh, we're not not very close anymore or whatever. But there's always those things that you don't know about someone until you have that personal connection or or relationship with them. And maybe it's a call to action for everyone who's listening that, you know, let people know what's going on with you. Like, I I, I think I've said this on here before, but I, I hate when, like, you... Um, like have a conversation. I don't like that word hate, but I don't like it when you, you know, mm-hmm. you have a conversation with someone and you say, Hey, how's it been? You know, and everyone's like, Oh, school work. Oh yeah. You know, busy, mm-hmm. busy as always, you know, yeah. like, I mean, we all say it. Yeah. It's just like this robotic answer. And I, I do not like giving robotic you're, answers. Yeah. You're like, tell me, no, tell me what's up. Yeah. Tell me what's, what's, you know, why, what's made you so busy. What's, you know, what's been right. crazy. Tell me about something. Yeah. Like, what have you been up to? What's new in your life? How's your new job? How's your new this? Like, you know, I'm and and it's not about like it's not about telling all your victories either. 
Yeah. Tell me what's what's been wrong in your life. And, and like, some people but, are like... But weigh it out. Because let's be honest, it is so hard when it's constantly someone telling you, woe is me, poor me, poor me, poor yeah, me. This yes, is happening, yes. this is happening, this is happening. It's okay to get those things out. But at the same time, let's hear your victories. Let's hear your wins. I got a new job or I got this certificate that allowed me to get a new job. I'm loving it. Whatever the case may be, like, try to even yeah. it out a and, little bit. And there, it's well, good for you. Yeah, we were at the family reunion, and we we just got there, and we were talking to Maddie and Kobe. And Kobe was like, what's new with you, you know? And I said, eh, nothing. And I was like, that was, why did, I, why did, why did we just say that? Like, yeah. oh, it's nothing. It's like the instant response. I, I know, admit, I do it. Like, nothing's new, but it's like. You'd, we haven't seen each other for, you know, a few weeks or whatever. There's, There's got to be something new in your life. Right. Whether it's, you know, a new pair of shoes, whatever. Like <laughs> Whatever's making you excited and about And I was day. like, well, and I kind of paused and I looked at him and I said, well, actually, if you really want to hear what's new with me, mm-hmm. like, this is what I've been doing. And I told yeah. him about how I'm going to meet with Syracuse City and, you know, trying yeah. to see if there's a... Opportunity for hockey. For hockey here, so... And like I told him about it, and he probably, I don't know if he really cared or not, but he asked me what was new, so I'm going to That's what's new in my life, yeah. So don't ask if you don't want to know, but (laughs) I'm going to try and be better at that. Yeah, I I need to be better, too. Because I'm always like, oh, nothing new. Like, life, I'm happy, family, work, business. Yeah. Yeah. But, But really, like, through everything, like, I was talking to my Aunt Chris, and I, I told her, I'm like, you know, I'm happy. A life is good. Like, there's not a whole lot new to me, but I can tell you that my life is good. I can tell you that I'm happy. Yeah. You know, and, and you in can... a sense, that tells you I'm loving life. I mean, our, our conversation carried on about what we've been up to and her kids and how they've been. And it's so good to hear all those things. But I think bottom line, it felt good to say I'm happy. And I think I think I've been like more open with people about what's not going right in my life too, but not in a negative way. Like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this is a something I'm struggling with, or you know, or this or that. But like, or it could be something small. But like, just mm-hmm. letting them know, but not like a, oh my gosh, my life is so hard. It's yeah. like oh, everybody has their I've, hard. I've been dealing with this. Like my lawn right now looks like. Dude, our sprinkler box is like. <laughs> I am terrible at lawns as it is, but like. I need to call my dad. He's a pro. <laughs> but yeah, so like I just let him know, you know, that I got this problem, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. fine. And we all have problems. Yeah. So it's and I'm not like trying to get any sympathy from anybody. No, you know, no, but. no, no. And that's the thing is when it's just like all this like vague answer, it's so it's not personal. Yeah. It's not personal, and you're like, oh, so that's how this conversation is gonna go. Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. All right. Love you. See ya. Good to, good to catch up. I, I always tell a lot of my hate fake conversations. Hate. I, I don't like the word hate. I do not like <laughs> fake, you know, conversations. fake conversations. Yeah. Where like you feel like you had the same conversation with anybody you talk to. No matter who that person is, you could insert anybody and you say, hey, how's it going? What's new? Oh, we should hang out soon. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Same conversation. over. See you later. Every friend from high school, every, you know, yeah. brother and sister, every cousin, you know, or whatever. And then it's just the exact same. So I'm going to try and be more organic. Physical. 
yeah. you know, as a person. Yeah. Well, should we should we go into our gripes and gains? We gripes have we have gains. two for you today. Yeah. So the first one, um, my gripe is, and and I know that I've talked about this before, but this is something that weighs heavy, heavy on me quite often. Um, the feelings of why me? Um, what am I meant to learn? Those feelings. Why couldn't it just be a long term injury? But it would get better eventually. Who decided that it was going to be a be forever like a forever injury i mean if you believe in a higher power sure that helps with some of these feelings but deep down i sometimes i feel these on like a a daily basis yeah yeah this is a daily thing for me of like i mean some some days it's a lot more extreme but daily there is a moment when it's like why why and then you turn on the Kelly Clarkson. What does it kill you? Makes you strong. <laughs> no. So um, I want to share a story from today. And I've gotten permission from this person to share the story. And it just inspired me. Like, yeah. When you told me, I was like, dude, that, that's crazy. Yeah. So I went to ther- physical therapy today with my mom. And my mom has had this patient for, I think she said, 24 years. And it's since the beginning of his his injury. Um, And I just, like, here's the thing. When you find a therapist that you love, that you've had, like, triumphs with, that you had sorrow with, like, downfalls or, you know, it's the little wins. It's the big wins. When you've had a therapist that has stood by you through your injury, you don't. You don't want to give that therapist up. For yeah. me, that's my mom. Yeah. But for him, it's my mom too. Because you get this therapist that all of a sudden becomes your friend in a sense of like they understand you. They know your body almost better than you do in a medical sense. You know, they they know why why you're having what you're having. They, they understand you. So I connect with him on this aspect of like wanting to stay with my mom. And if you if you guys... Any of you, I know I've had a couple friends reach out to me about therapy. And if any of you, I have any advice for you, find that therapist. Find that therapist that is your friend that's that's willing to take that interest in your life. You know, make that connection and, and stick with them. Stick with I, them. So Your mom's my good therapist too because, you know, it, it's funny how like she helps me with like, not to admit, not to like derail your story. Uh-huh. No, but, you're good. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll twist or you know pull something playing hockey, and I'll be like, hey, yeah. you know, Tammy, what's up? And she like goes from being like mother-in-law to like boom, boom. therapist. Yep, and, <laughs> and it's, it's awesome. So yeah, and I shout I'll out to her for that. Seriously, love it. Um, so I met Tim today, and I we we sat there and chatted for a minute, and and I asked him, I said. So tell me about your injury, you know, because when I, I I mean, clearly I'm in a wheelchair, so obviously I've been injured and, and clearly he's got something going on. He, um, just from, from looking at him, he had, um, some sort of, he was paralyzed in his hand and his foot. So, you know, sometimes for me, I think stroke, maybe, you know, you're, you're not quite sure what happened. So I just, I've realized when you're curious just ask. Be polite and ask. Yeah. So I said, tell me about your injury. You know, we connect on this level. And he says, well, and he probably could tell the story so much better than I could. But I'll try. 
So he said to me, well, I was 16 and I was running with the wrong crowd and I found myself drinking alcohol and a lot of alcohol to the point where I just was not competent. Like I was not, I, I was not all there. Yeah. And I guess that him and his friends got on the topic of his gun and he, uh, from what I understood, kind of a Russian roulette situation. And he shot himself in the head right between his eyes. And I just looked at him and I said, you are so lucky to be alive. Like, yeah. you know, those feelings when you it makes me emotional, you know, those feelings when you meet someone and you're like, you're meant to be here. Yeah. You have a purpose and you're meant to be here. Like that is so amazing that you're still alive. Like, well, I mean, he, he talks really well for having a brain injury. Like he had a full conversation with me. He's an awesome guy. And it was just so inspiring. No, it just, he was meant to be here. I was meant to ask him his story because I felt so overwhelmed with just like, I just, I was so inspired, so inspired by him. So he kind of explained um, the, the bullet went in pretty close to between his eyes, went, I believe he said, right side I don't know whatever side of the brain it was affected his um arm and his leg and he has like no he he was explaining it to me he has like no skull on one side and a big huge plate I mean you can tell he's had surgery and stuff like that but you know it was so it was so good to to like talk with him and and connect you know yeah so my gain from this like gripe of why me why am i living through this because he gets that he gets yeah. that because well, and we, i was injured when i was 16 too yeah and you said to me like you said i i i get it you know i get part of it but like it's kind of like we've talked about like you never know what someone's going through you never know how they feel and you never know you know like their situation but you can understand <laughs> yeah yeah. And like being disabled, like here's my gain is it gives you a whole new perspective. Like no matter how different your physical disability is from mine. So for example, his is a brain injury. Mine is a spinal cord injury. It's a physical, like it, it's, it's a spinal injury. Um, and no matter how different our disabilities are, we have this understanding for people that have physical disabilities. We see that perspective um, they get what it feels like to be looked at differently, you know, when people look at you with the feeling of like, what's wrong with you, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, maybe it's out of all curiosity, but that hits home. That hits home because anybody with a physical disability that you can see on the outside understands that, Yeah, that, that feeling of like, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I understand you. You can talk to me right now and I understand you, you know, um, so they get it that to in one way or another, they understand that. And that's a way that you connect. It's a way that you have a different perspective than I ever would have had as an able-bodied person. Um, towards the end of the conversation with Tim, I said to him, same, but different, but still same. Because yeah. like, like I said, his injury is a completely different injury, brain and mind spinal, but same. You understand. 
same. I get what it's like to not be able to, to, to look at your foot as hard as you can and to try as hard as you can to just get it to move. And you can't. Yeah. You can't. So. And like me, I, I, that, that part of me, like, like not freaks me out, but like that would be hard. Yeah. Look at my hand and it not It's a psychological game. It is. It is a psychological game of like, just freaking move. Come on. Like, yeah. and you've done it before. That that probably makes it even harder that you yeah. you were you were able to walk yeah. at one point. So, bottom line, my favorite part of today was meeting Tim. Yeah, it was so special. It it just conversations like that and meeting those type of people just I don't know. They just give you a whole nother like just keep on going. There's people out there that fill you. They well, they get your sorrows. Well, they I, get they understand what it feels like. Yeah, and I wanted to say, I mean that whole like you know you're so lucky, but I mean you, that car when it rolled over, like you could have been ejected. You know your seat could have mm-hmm. seatbelt could have broken off, and you could have been ejected, and you yeah. could have died. Yeah. And but guess what? You were meant you're to so be lucky. here. You're yeah. you're you are lucky, and it's easy to look in life. And, I, and this is funny because I've actually been talk, telling this to Lexi a lot lately about, like, mm-hmm. think about what you have and what you got instead of what you don't have and, and what you, you know, didn't get. I actually have this later on in our in our podcast <laughs> that I really, like, I don't want to say too much because there's a big topic that has to do with that. The grass is always greener type of yeah. topic. So we'll get more into that later. Um, our our next gripe, you want to you wanna talk about that? The uh, baby and diapers changing sitch. <laughs> yeah, since that one, no, that one does have to do with me. But yeah, so I usually have to take you know the babies and change them because I mean public facilities are usually not meant for handicapped people. So like the table usually is a little bit high. Oh my gosh, it's autumn. like it's honestly it's like doing dishes. Nick does the dishes in our house, or our girls have started. Like our girls, Lexi has started to help with dishes. <laughs> But you, it's almost like you're reaching up and it's above, like, sh- like you're not reaching out, you're reaching up and over. Like, it is so hard to change a baby's diaper. But Their face is eye level with me, okay? <laughs> but I, I have also learned that not every men's bathroom has a changing I table. I know, <laughs> which is ridiculous to me. What if you were a single dad? And so, I mean, I... I don't know. Maybe the women's doesn't at these places too, but I go no, in there and, I, and I'm just like, all right, well, um, we're going to do it right there by that sink. Yeah. <laughs> we just, well, and I mean, honestly, our changing mats, I, I love freshly picked at the yeah. brand and every single bag that like backpack or diaper bag or whatever has a changing mat in it. And that was in a sense, sort of like, comfort so you're not laying your kid flat on the freaking bathroom floor <laughs> which you know? i have had to do i know I and mean, luckily i've you know had those changing mats and i can just bust them out so yeah yeah so i mean that is a freaking gripe luckily our third is i mean he he's been interested in the potty lately so we we got this little thing that hooks onto the toilet he can climb up those stairs and sit on the potty and i can't say that he's gone to the bathroom on the potty but i can i can be grateful for the fact that he's willing to sit on that potty and at least understand i mean he's been pointing to his diaper whenever he it's dirty and 
And, and we bought pull-ups tonight. Now so. we bought pull-ups. Not that that's, I mean, he isn't going to. You can be in pull-ups for months, but. but. Yeah, but it's a it's a step. So we're almost out of the diaper stage, but we've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing this diaper changing thing for 10 years. And the other day I was in the bathroom um, at the South Davis Rec Center and I was changing Brooks and Nikayla, one of our, you know, one of the guy's mom, a uh, guy's wife's came in and she was like, can I help you? And of course me being stubborn, I'm like, no, I got it. I was almost done. But you know, that reminded me that that's my gain. That's my gain here. There's always someone who's willing to help. Yeah. There's always someone who's willing to help. Um, as stubborn as I am, and I usually say no, they always offer. And that, that's nice to know that it's there because there are days when you just got to say yes. Yeah, I, I need to work on that. You know, and another gain from it is that, like, a lot of my struggles are my struggles <laughs> alone. This is a struggle that you and I both share. This is something that you understand. And so together we kind of navigate this. And yeah. it kind of makes you not feel so alone. It not it makes you not feel so like I think raising kids has been that for both of us that yeah. we both know that like there's a job to be done and the kid is number one. And if you can't do it, I gotta step in and just do it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of mothers, you know, or a lot of couples, it's like the mom does the baby thing and the dad holds the baby while the mom, you know, has to go to the bathroom or make dinner or whatever. And that's yeah. about it. Yeah. But like me and our I, relationship is so different when it, it comes is. to parenting. And it's just like, there's just times where I just have to do it, you yeah. know, and there's times when you just have to, yep. you know, just do to it. Figure it out. Getting that freaking kid down the ramp and into the car. I've got to figure it out. There's no other option. It is the way it is. Yeah. So I think that's something we've grown together is raising kids and I've enjoyed it. And I think having kids has been the funnest thing I know. ever. Hard, hard, but so it's, rewarding. Well, it's so rewarding. And it's, it's kind of like we were just talking about your, your situation and, and, and Tim, like yeah. he has learned to just love life. Right. For what it is. Yeah. Not, I mean, he could totally be just so negative and down and. No, not even care so to go friendly. to therapy. Such a kind guy. But and my mom's like he always jokes with me. My mom had nothing but good things to say about him and his mom. And he probably has bad days. He probably has hard days. Oh, I'm sure. But he's enjoying the life he can and the life that he has. Yeah. Because it at most it the bare minimum it's life. Yeah. So. Yeah, we can move I on. agree with that. <laughs> um, this next segment is, I'm just going to warn you, it does have sexual content in it. So if you have little ears listening, um, we've had a request, and I know this is one of the main questions people have. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about sex. Um, Last week you told me I gotta cut out, you gotta gotta watch my mouth, you know. And this week we're talking about knocking boots. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I feel like it's a huge part of my life. It and, is. And so I did this I Instagram wish it was story. More part of our life. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I did this Instagram story today, and I asked if there was any topics, and there was quite a few answers. But the one that stuck out when I saw it, I was like, "Yep," because I know this is the question I always get asked. And I know it's the question, I, the, the thing I don't always touch on because it is so personal. But 
It is a huge part. Yeah. It is a huge part. It and it's always been a question. Well, especially because so when you're in a relationship, it. like, that's something that, like, that's an important part of a relationship. Well, and I've had kids, so obviously. Yeah. There's something there, so you obviously know. obviously we're knocking boots. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't take you seriously. <laughs> but I do want to say that she was like, I hope this doesn't offend you. And I hope, like, no offense. I swear, like, for me. In no way would I ever take offense to that. For me, it's just curiosity. And whatever your question might be, I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna get offended by it. I yeah, promise and, you that. And like I said last week, I, I'm 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 to the point where I just don't care and like mm-hmm. uh, who cares what people know really like Right. And I mean I'm, there are some things that we like to keep between me and you yeah. that that's and that's fine and we we but we, that, we can but, share what we want to share. That's yeah. the beauty in all but of this. But the most of it, like, it's what's the harm in them knowing, you know, things right. that don't really matter. It's curiosity. And yeah. I'm here to raise awareness about spinal cord injuries. And I'm here to be vulnerable and open. Obviously, I'm talking about mine. And every spinal cord injury is different. So just keep that in mind that as I'm talking and as I share these stories and as I'm, like, opening up, this is my life that I'm opening up about. I can't speak for other spinal cord injuries. Yeah, maybe we're maybe we're totally off the and, mark. And, and another person with a spinal cord injury might be listening to me and like this chick's crazy, she or no someone idea. that's a quad might be listening to me and like she thinks her life is so rough. Like, <laughs> get this, you know? Yeah. So to it, just getting to the point. I feel like this aspect of things is very different for women than it is for men. And I'm going to start out with that. Women hardly experience infertility that's related to their spinal cord injury. Men, on the other hand, do um, not because of their sperm count or that there's anything wrong. Your body still works, Um, but more because they have a harder time ejaculating. So this is a muscle that, you know, so... I'm not a man. Um, I don't have experience with this. So this is kind of what I'm going to leave it at. But I did want to touch on that because I've read a lot of articles and I've met several men that do have spinal cord injuries that have children, but they had to do, use in vitro um, to to have children. So um, I felt like it was important to touch on that because I do feel like I'm as a woman, I know men, I, I've met men that say it's easier to be a man in a wheelchair than a woman. And I'm sure because I'm a woman, I say it's easier to be a woman in a, in a wheelchair than a man. This is one of those reasons. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's a muscle that has to be stimulated to work. And I guess it's kind of like asking a blind man to see Yeah. when they can't see Like it doesn't work. I know. I'm sure that they have Maybe I'm their way the of doing things. Know, no, I'm the sure they I... have their way of doing things. And I'm sure that just like you and I, as I mean, we're going on 15 years of me being injured. So I've definitely learned along the way. And I'm sure that they do, too. Yeah. And a way that with their spouse, they can be intimate. And I'm sure that they've I mean, we're humans, right? Yeah. That's part of life. Yeah. So I did deal with infertility between my second and third baby. But that was completely unrelated to a spinal cord injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the most asked question and I get asked. I got to say this because when anybody asks it, they like, like they whisper. like, they like, like whisper so... like, but like, it's so funny that everybody asks this it's one It's the same thing, question. And they ask like, they are the first person that like 
has asked. I'm going to ask this one question, you know, (laughs) and maybe, you know, sex is on all of our minds. I don't know. But, you know, that's the one thing like, I mean, well, I mean, for me, it is it, it is a very splotchy like, for me, when I'm telling you what I can and can't feel, I'm like, I can feel the front of my legs. I can't feel the back of my legs. I can't feel my butt. I can't feel this. And so for them, they're like, well, that's right in between all those things. Like, what? What's so? Like, hey, what's that situation? Not, not to get, like, too awkward and make you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> but uh, so what can you feel during sex? Yeah, that is the number one question. <laughs> what can you feel? Yeah. What can you feel? So, um... I guess I just kind of explained it. I can feel the front of my legs and I can't feel from my waist down in the back. So I can't feel my butt, but the front side I can feel and in between it's splotchy. So if that yeah. gives you a good enough view without well, getting too into it, it. Your vagina's in the front. Right. Right. So <laughs> there is, I mean, I'm probably blushing right now, but my sex drive is alive and well, you guys. I can feel it good enough. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even feel the spanking, so... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, too freaking far. <laughs> no, oh, jeez. I love it. I love, you know, our relationship, and I'm glad that that works yeah. just well and fine. And, I mean, we've learned along the way. Well, we've I learned. Mean, there's things that, like... You just can't do, or you know, like there's situations that like you got to be like, oh hey, help Positions. me, help me, help me move my leg, and <laughs> this it's is not so like awkward. I hope that you don't feel uncomfortable hearing this. <laughs> no, and like there's times when like you gotta, I gotta help Autumn move her leg, or yeah. you know, I gotta like make sure I let her know that like, hey, you're you're like your foot's the twisted. bear hug and roll over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Oh, easy for me. Am I right? I mean, mean, that was the most (laughs) graphic. Oh, heck. Uh, So a couple of things we've learned is using the bathroom before intimacy is the first priority. No, Matt. Hey, that's how we know it's about to get rocking and rolling on. Should I go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Well, we've learned the hard way that stimulating muscles that are partially or completely paralyzed, create it it makes you spasm. So if you have a full bladder and your bladder spasms, no good. No good. You'll be (laughs) shut down real quick. Yeah, you just got to change the sheets real quick. Then we're back to... (laughs) But, yeah, so, so you always have to have an empty bladder. That's my number one rule. Is always yeah. have to have an empty bladder, um, because those muscles are paralyzed. We've had embarrassing moments. I mean, I'm just gonna be straight up with you guys. There have been very embarrassing things that happen. Um, I don't want to dive very deep into those moments because I feel like these moments are meant to stay between us. <laughs> and that's fine. Um, ah, uh, it makes me so emotional. Just know how lucky I am to have you as a partner because (laughs) you understand me. You jump into action. You say, I love you. And I would never look at you any different. Yeah. Um, And I, and I, and sometimes Autumn gets, you know, nervous. I get very nervous. And I got to let her know, like, there's nothing that could happen, you know, in this situation. He loves me for me, injury and all. That they would, they would change my, like, lookout on you. Like, obviously I know that anything can happen. Yeah. You know, and yeah. anything can happen with anybody. 
We yeah. all have things that we just can't control. Maybe you fart during sex. I don't know. <laughs> it happens, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. I do. There's times I'm squeezing my butt cheeks trying not to fart, you know? <laughs> but, you know, and I'm not oh, paralyzed. So, but yeah, things happen like that. But like, you got to laugh. You got to just like, be like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> well, and, you know, Nick has always been the type that's like, hey, you know, this is a safe space. Like, this is not a spit. There's no judgment here. Yeah. No judgment. And it is, it is the way it is, you know, and we've really connected on a level of like, he understands me. Like I said, he loves me for me. He loves me for my injury the way it is. And, and he knows that after almost 11 years, 10 years, right? Yeah. 11 years. Yeah. I've been married for 11 years. I think. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) No, COVID year was 10. Alexi's 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 (laughs) years. So 11 years. Jeez, the longer it goes, the harder it is to remember. Episode 10, been married 11 years. (laughs) (laughs) I know that doesn't make any sense, but you know. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, over these 11 years, I I really feel like we just get each other. We do. We just know each other. That's great, and... We can. It wasn't that way in the beginning, and I will just tell you that. Like, <laughs> for any of my friends that are newly injured, know that it gets better. Know that you learn these things. And I, like I said, I'm an open book. I'm even more of an open book to people that have spinal cord injuries because I'm just open. A lot of times I go visit people in the hospital. A lot of times I get the call that's like, hey, so what's life going to look like? What is, what's this awkward situation? Accidents. Let's talk about you know, peeing your pants or bladder spasms. This is just something that I, if you are, if you have a spinal cord injury, I don't really have a filter right now because I'm speaking to the whole entire world. I do. I do have a little little bit bit of a filter filter, because there, there's not quite as much of an understanding as when you are a person that has been newly injured and, and, and I don't want a, you to give a false hope. I don't want to give you a false hope. I want to tell you how my life is yeah. and exactly how it but is. But you can have a one-on-one conversation. Yes. Personal conversation. Yeah. Yep. So we can move on from there. And um, we're going to go into that one time. Yeah. You want to start this one? Yeah. So I'll, we got two. I'll, I'll tell this story since it, it happened to me. So, <laughs> so Autumn... Autumn, you know, from time to time likes to go tanning or whatever. and Not as much anymore because yeah. I'm scared of skin cancer. So, But when I was would, young and, and crazy like that. So we just had, <laughs> we had two kids at this point. Mm-hmm. And I dropped off the tanning. Alice was a newborn. A, yeah, newborn she baby. She was like. Like in her car seat. Like, yeah, like infant car seat. A couple seat like months old. Yeah. And so I dropped her off the tanning. I don't know if anyone knows like Syracuse, but uh, there's a tanning salon right there by the 7-Eleven. I don't know, I don't if, it's know if it's there anymore. Okay, but but it it was right there by Seven Eleven on the corner. Yeah, so I dropped her off, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna run to Smith's, which is right across the street, and we're gonna grab some groceries, and then we're gonna come back and pick you up." You know, yeah. like twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So I drop Autumn off. I drive across the street. I um, park the car, turn it off, grab the kids out of the car, and then I go to lock the door because we had a key fob, like a push to start. Mm-hmm. And the doors won't the lock, fob. and I'm like, oh my gosh, Autumn has the key. And if you have a key fob, you can drive away without the key fob, but yeah. you can't restart the car without yep. that key fob. 
And I was just like, oh my gosh. So you ran into Smith's real quick. I was like, well, I got to still get my groceries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just probably tanning right now. I'll just deal with this. So I went in, got the groceries, mm-hmm. left the car unlocked, wasn't worried about it, you know. And I come out of the car and Autumn like texts me. She's like, hey, I'm done. And I'm like, well, uh, here's the situation. Here's the situation. <laughs> um, either I can run across the street. With a toddler and a newborn. <laughs> with- I mean, Lexi was only three when Alice was yeah. born. So I can either cross it. It was night. Yeah. You know, it was cross 2000 probably 9 o'clock at night. Antelope in 2000 at night with a, a three-year-old and a zero-year-old. Yeah. And, you know, and then I got to get the key and then run back because I'm not yeah. going to leave you on the curb with a three and a zero-year-old, you know. Yeah. So I was like, um, and I'm just like, she just like flipped into mode and she's like, I'm just going to cross the street by myself. And I was just like. Uh, You're going to cross the street at 9 o'clock. You guys, this is scary in a wheelchair. I get scared for people that, like, cross the road at night. But, like, they can, if a car missed them, you know, like, didn't see them, they could, like, dodge, you know, like, like Emmett Smith, you know, like, do-do-do-do, you know, like, (laughs) but, like, Autumn in a wheelchair, like, I can only imagine her, like, oh, shoot, what the shit, you know. Well, I'm shorter. Yeah, I, and you're I mean, shorter. even going behind cars that are backing up, like I have that fear that they're not going to see me. And, and you, I know people that have been hit and like had to crawl out of the way because people don't see them when they're backing up. And you probably were wearing like a black hoodie and black I mean, leggings, and you have a, and your and your chair is black. Yeah. So it was probably dark, and so like sure I, enough, I watched the the the. The crosswalk as she went across, and I just was hoping and praying that I didn't see something terrible. And automated across and over the Smith's parking lot. <laughs> Smith's parking lot, and like that's a long ways. <laughs> it is a long way and in a wheelchair, those, and like it's ups and downs, and yep. it's Dips. it's over curves and Dude, stuff. Dude, I'm stubborn so. though. You you put me up to something, and I'm like, I got this crap. Like you yeah. you watch me, watch yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it across the street. I, th- I think you ran back. Oh, no, no, no. I made it across the street. We got in the car. And we left. Yep. Yep. And a story. Crazy, 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 crazy. So another that one time, this was by special request <laughs> by my sister, Erin. Um, when I was in the hospital, I always had like visitors of like cool vis- visitors. One time my dad worked on base. These pilots came, these air, those fighter pilots, whatever. They came and saw me like there was always... Someone to come see me, right? So this this particular time, my sister was like, I have a surprise for you. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Who is it going to be? It's my sister, Erin. So her and her friend, Amy, come in the room, and they bring Jared, the subway guy, with them. <laughs> <laughs> this... Autumn told me she wanted to tell this story. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so, but at this point, Jared, the subway guy, had not been exposed, if you will. <laughs> he was he was not a creep. He was a cool guy then. Like this is a big deal. This is cool. Like Jared the Subway guy's on all those oh, commercials. Yeah. He used to be five hundred pounds. Now he's not. Yeah, so he came to my hospital room. I have a picture. I have a picture of us with Jared the Subway guy. And in fact, he liked the same sandwich as I do. I think the he cold probably, cut combo. He probably told every girl he loved oh, the stop same it. sandwich. He likes the cold cut combo. You know it. Only creeps like cold cut combos. I'm not a creep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so no, I, I mean we had this like it the was cold so cut combo's awesome. terrible. It's got bologna on it. 
It's delicious, okay? <laughs> you vegan, take your cold cut combo and leave. No, but so we came. It was this awesome thing. We got pictures. It was like, oh, yeah, I met Jared, the subway guy. I'm pretty sure my mom blogged about it. It was great. Well, a couple months later, Aaron writes me and she's like, dude, Jared was a creep. Like, I guess he, like, texts her, weird crap, and a couple months after that, he was I, we all know what happened to Jared the Subway guy. It's all over the news. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, there's my Jared the Subway guy story. <laughs> Nick laughed at me, but, I mean, for me, it was I, awesome at the time, all I right? I was just like, how is this story going to be good in any way? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it was cool at the time, and it hey, it got hey, me through the day. Hey, it's good you didn't get to know him anymore. <laughs> right? Um, obviously, my sister cut that one off real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so now we're going to go into the rewind section. Yeah, I kind of, for the rewind, I kind of wanted to have the topic of attitude and your mindset. Um, attitude, gratitude, mindset, something like that. You know, I... I feel like as time goes on, it's easy to be like, where were we at in my story? I can't quite remember. So I feel like I want to kind of pick a topic from here on out and, and tell a story from my experiences that might might be able to help you in your life. I want you to get something out of this podcast as much as I as you're interested in my story. I want you to take something away from it. So today, attitude, mindset, and gratitude. It's not a better attitude, gratitude, mindset, attitude, gratitude, mindset. Hey, that should be the title of this podcast. Boom. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Look at us working. At 2.17 in the morning. Um, so the day I want to talk about, I remember very vivid. Um, it was a day I chose to have a positive mindset. It was I, cho- I made the decision for myself that either I can sit here and feel sorry for myself or I can say, these are the cards I've been dealt. I'm going to handle them. I'm going to live my life the best I can. You put on your poker face and you, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of nights after my accident that the dark cloud hovered. You know, I kind of talked about this before that one night that I talked about kind of wanting to be done with life um, a couple episodes ago. I think that was episode one. But I felt alone, even though I always had someone with me. We had that schedule where there was always someone there. I felt alone. I felt like a test subject. I was constantly being poked, prodded. They were changing my wound dressings. I had an infection. I had physical therapists coming in saying it's time for physical therapy a couple times a day. They were being, they were weighing me constantly. I had to get a feeding tube. Um, I was constantly counting my calories, putting stuff in my body, throwing it back up. Um, there, it was just such and dark times through the dark. If you watch for it, you see tender mercies, you see little things happen. And this is one of those times, um, that through all the dark that was happening, this is one of the tender mercies that I did receive. And I do believe that whether it's losing a family member, whether it's tra- something traumatic in your life, um, I do believe that if you look for these tender mercies, they will be there. Uh, there will be moments that you, you know, happen for a reason, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of my favorite quotes from a Batman movie, you know, <laughs> the night is always darkest just before the dawn. 
Yeah, it's true. And I feel like usually I put these in the back of my mind because like anyone else, my dark moments aren't the ones that I really necessarily want to talk about or relive. So I I don't talk about them as much. And I, I do feel like they are important to touch on because just because I try not to talk about them doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah, I mean, and- we talked a couple of weeks ago when I was down. I cried. <laughs> I barely got in here to record this podcast. But yeah, I mean, and you got to just look past those sometimes and you just got to, you know, lace up your skates or whatever you want to do. And yeah. you got to get on the, got to get on the ice or, you know, you just got to go out. And sometimes, and when I, when I did a lot of running and like people would be like, oh my gosh, you're running three miles a day. And I'd say, you know what the hardest part is? It's putting on the shoes. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to put on the shoes mm-hmm. and just start walking. And I've recognized that with therapy. I have to just be like, dude. You just got to get through that door. You got to go. You got to start doing this. And if you stop now, it's just going to create a trend. Yeah. So um, I'm going to tell you the story that made me um, realize I was going to have a positive mindset. So there was this guy on the rehab unit at the same time as I was. I can't tell you his name. You know, when you kind of come across people in your life that you know are going to make a difference like, and you, they just disappear and you can't remember who they were. You can't remember their name. You just remember the impact it's like you a, have. It's like a scene out of like life. a touched by an angel episode, yeah. you know, they're an angel. Like I, I don't know who this guy is. I was, I was too out of it. I've never been able to find him. Like he was much older than I was. He was a parent. I was a teenager. Um, but this is just one of those moments. Like now I look back and I'm like, this guy was like, he had a purpose in my life. Like he had a purpose and a reason why he was meant to be there. Um, I would thank him for this day that impacted my life. If I knew who he was, because it's really changed my outlook. You know, a lot of people say to me, you have such a positive outlook. And I do feel like this has to do with it. This one experience. And that also says like, don't let these moments pass you by. Like when something's happening, you know, I mean, maybe we just need to soak more in, Right. you know, be more present. We've talked about that a lot. Be mm-hmm. present and just be in the moment. And yeah. And I touch you... on that in just a, in just a second. Um, the day we met, we made the connection that he was hurt the same day as I was almost the exact same time, like minutes apart. <laughs> Like how that's, that's nuts to me. that is. So the life lights were dispatched and I went to the University of Utah. So the University of Utah life flight came and got me and he went to the LDS hospital. So the LDS hospital life flight came and got him. Um, Because I guess from what I understood, they kind of alternate. So if one's already on a call, doesn't matter who your freaking insurance is. This one's going because it's open, you know? So, um... He was in a motorcycle, like a motorbike accident while he was camping. So like going to the dunes or this or that. Um, I've realized I was looking at stats tonight and motor vehicle, obviously car accidents are the number one spinal cord injury, like way to get a spinal cord injury. But motorbikes are the second on the list. So I later transferred to the LDS hospital for rehab because of insurance reasons, because my insurance did not want to keep covering my time at the university. So after I had my first few 
um, surgeries and I was well enough, they transferred me in an ambulance to the LDS hospital to do my rehab days um, and try to get myself to the point where I could go home. Um, my friend, who I'm going to refer to him as my friend, he suffered a spinal cord injury in his neck. So it, I can't remember exactly where, but it was in the C region. Um, and this meant that he had very little function in his arms. So he was con considered a quadriplegic. Um, after a particularly hard day, I wasn't keeping any food down. Um, I, I wanted to refuse therapy. I was still kind of fighting this infection, this rash. Um, I got myself up, transferred to a wheelchair, and started rolling myself into the rehab gym. This in itself was a task, just getting up and getting out of bed. Like, I know you see me some mornings that I might, I mean, talk. let's talk about the uh, physical hangover for a second. <laughs> I mean, I had it on Sunday, that yeah. feeling of like, I'm... I didn't even drink anything the night before and I'm hung over as crap. Yeah, it's like don't. physically exhausted. Like I slept until what noon Yeah. and then rolled out of bed and I was like, Nick, let's go get like coffee or like food or bagels or whatever. I got to get up. Yeah. So I got up and all the way there, I was like, I'm so tired. Yeah. Like I just slept till noon and I'm exhausted. Like, so there's this, like, just getting out of bed in the mornings is an accomplishment. So this day I, I was, like, suffering from tendonitis in both my arms, from my shoulders to my hands because of all the work. I was learning how to, like, transfer into my wheelchair from the floor, like, transfer from my bed to my wheelchair, from the toilet to my wheelchair, from the car to my wheelchair. I was sore. There was so much being put on my arms that w I wasn't used to. Well, I mean, they're they're now doing everything your legs, and your legs are yeah. so strong. You don't realize, like, if you ever do leg presses, like, you can leg press probably four times as much as you yeah. can do with your arms. Yeah. And so, it, I mean, my I think my body was just in shock in general. That's why I was throwing up so much, and I couldn't hold anything down to the point of needing a feeding tube. But also, I feel like my body was just like, you don't have this much strength. It takes time to build those muscles. It takes time to, you know, so you're strengthening, but then you're also using those muscles that you're trying to strengthen that you're suffering tendonitis from. It's just an ongoing circle of like, I need a break. Yeah, I'm just exhausted. Um, so... I was far enough in my rehab that I had learned how to roll over and sit up. It obviously wasn't easy, but we had kind of gotten that far into the rehab process of like, because they teach you how to do these things. And, you know, it's an able-bodied person teaching you how to do these things. And so when I see new, newly injured people that, you know, they're like, can you come to the hospital room? Or sometimes my doctor will call me and be like, hey, can you come visit these people and, and answer some questions for them? I, for me, I'm like, what they're telling you is great and all, but it might be different for you. Yeah. Like just know well, they're gonna, they're you gonna... might find a different way than they're telling you how to, because no matter what, they're going to use their legs. Yeah. Even if they're pretending they can't use their legs, they're still contracting muscles that you might not have. And, and they're just, they're probably treating you the same way they did the other person. Like we've talked that every yeah. spinal cord injury, is even different. if it's probably at the exact same level. Yep. The exact same damage, you might have a little more or a little less than somebody right, else. So. Right, But so, they're probably going to treat you like everybody else. The same. Else, like, it's so. what they know. It's what they I mean, learn in school. It's their job and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. they're doing their best. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, as I rolled down, there was, like, this, lar this huge ramp. 
it reminds me of the ramps at Clearfield High School. Like, super, not super steep, but, like, a little bit steeper, like a hard ramp to go down. or Like, up, yeah. down, you're, you just got so much speed that you're trying to just hold on for dear, dear life. So, as I rolled down this ramp to the rehab gym, I saw him on a mat with his physical therapist, and he was working so hard. Um, he was working so hard to learn how to sit up from laying down. And I remember looking at him thinking to myself, he has a smile on his face. Like he has so much less function than I do. And he's smiling, you know, he's working so hard. You guys have both been in the exact same amount of time. Like to the minute. Yeah. And he's smiling and you're not. Yeah. He's working so hard, doing his best just to, just to try to adapt to this new way of life. And I'm over here complaining constantly about what's happened to me. Yeah. You know, yet he has so much less function than I do, and he's smiling and working so hard. Well, and what's the difference there? I mean, you have more function than him, but he's smiling. You guys have been the exact same. Like, what was the difference? I remember going to bed this night thinking, I wish I could give him some of my function because of his attitude. Like, I wish, I wish so bad that he he earned it. Yeah, he's (laughs) earning it. I'm over here being a freaking baby, right? I'm over here like, poor me, poor me. And he's over here, like, just doing whatever he can to figure out this life. I felt so ungrateful. Like, so ungrateful. Um, so this was the day I decided not to feel sorry for myself. Not that it's not okay to have those days still. Like, I, I think it's still important to have those days to fill those moments. Um, but more be grateful for what you do have. For the, I, I mean, for me... It's that function in my hands. I have a bow shop that I tie bows. And like you say to people, every single bow that goes out of my shop has been touched by me. Yeah, and that's that's what makes your bows so good. I mean, that that is really what people are buying is Autumn's Touch. Yeah, and for me, it's just like that ability. I mean, set aside all the other abilities that my hands give me. Yeah. Like that alone is so special. Um. I'm grateful to be able to push myself in like a manual wheelchair because we all know that a power chair is so much more work. Manual wheelchair meant freedom. It meant I had function. It meant so much more than just I'm a paraplegic instead of a quadriplegic. Yeah. So each day I'm like thankful for that function that I have. Like, that's something that I am grateful for after after seeing him work so hard. I don't even know who this guy is anymore. <laughs> but we were friends. Like, you know, we would always say hi to each other. It was just this, like, I, he was he's working so hard. And I've got to do something. Maybe he's got a podcast out there and he's <laughs> talking about, you know, this girl that... I don't know. That maybe you were an inspiration and... You know, maybe I'd be work, surprised. But... I was a freaking baby. I feel like sometimes <laughs> I know I was going through stuff. Like I got to give myself some grace. And and my sister in law Aloha, shout out to her because she is dealing with like so much right now. She had to have part of her liver removed, and it's a whole story. And I'm so proud of her. But watching it from the outside, I'm I keep telling her, give yourself some grace. Yeah. Your body is adjusting your body. You know, I, I understand that major surgery versus like even a C-section yeah. versus a major surgery. Your body is in complete shock. Yeah. You have a hard time holding stuff down. You have like your body's trying to adjust and say, what is this? Yeah. You know, 
So I'm sure to some extent all of our listeners can relate to that feeling of like the grass is always greener on the other side mentality. Um, the when this happens or when this is over, when I'm out of school, when I start a new job. Life will be so much better when. Yeah, the list goes on. Like, I, you know, we all can relate to that in some aspect. Like, I'm not saying don't look forward. I'm not saying don't have goals. Don't don't look forward to things. But when you're constantly putting things off to, for for that one, when that happens. Yeah. Or my life sucks, but theirs is so great. Yeah. When you're really not seeing every aspect of it. Um, I have a challenge. And this is something that I, I would love to hear if you do this challenge. Um because I feel like it's something that I'm going to try to do also. I want you to do it, Nick. We're, we're going to do it together. <laughs> we, should, we should make a hashtag your effing challenge or something. <laughs> we should figure something out. <laughs> but each day this week, especially the hard down days that you feel like you have nothing to be grateful for, take a moment and soak in whatever it is that you're grateful for that day. It may be your kids getting along and not fighting because we all know that's <laughs> we, a blessing in itself. I, we do so good in those days. I'm like, man. Yeah. They're kids, like playing? What? Their play, kids are playing together? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. so nice. It might be a clean house or it might be your bills paid. I mean, it may be, I got my bills paid. I feel that weight lifted off my shoulders and I can go on and have the rest of the month where I'm just, I just have fun. Maybe I don't have to worry about it, paying another bill. Yeah, maybe it's like, you're trying to eat a little bit better, you know, or you're trying to exercise, you know, just soak in yeah. that little win, you yep. know. Yep. And so, it may be just that the sun is shining, like soak in yeah. the sun shining. And, and try to enjoy that moment. Like just think to yourself, I'm grateful for that. That's what I'm grateful for today. Today I'm grateful for my husband. Today yeah. I'm grateful for the sun is shining and I'm, I'm awake. I'm here. You're, I'm you know, alive. At the bare minimum, be grateful that you're alive. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would love to hear, I would love to hear if you guys do this challenge, I'm going to try to do this challenge. We all have something to be grateful for every single day. And with that, you are your attitude and you are your mindset and you are the things that you overcome, whether they're big or small or, you know, those little wins, you are those moments you soak in, the great days, the good things that you love about life. You are life. You are the relationships you have. You are your perspective that you have on life. And you are not your downfalls. You are not the bad days. And you are not what everyone's opinion of you is. And with that, you're not your effing chair. 